0: Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, and thank you so much for coming back and listening again I'm so glad you're here. There are a lot of competing avenues for your attention and uh, I'm glad that this is bringing some kind of value to your life and I hope to continue to do more of the same. And this month, it's going to be very special for me specifically because this is the first time that I'm announcing my book launch. The book is finally here. 2,000 copies came last week and... um, I have to tell you, it was just really amazing when I opened it and I just started crying, happy tears, because it just felt like such an accomplishment for me and the people at the gallery that helped me work on this and put the effort into it and supported me while I wrote it and... All of us together coming to tell the story of my art career and a lot about my life. It It's really humbling, and I'm really proud of everything that we've done, and I'm super excited to share it with you. And speaking of the book, we're having the book launch on May 6th at Samuel & Galleries from 6 to nine. I will be doing an invite on Facebook and sending it to everyone I can over my phone and announcing it on my Instagram at Leah Fisher Art. So hopefully you won't be able to get away from it on social media and you won't be able to miss it. But hopefully you're hearing it now and you put it on your calendar because I would love for you to come and check out my book. And I'm having an exhibition with new self-portraits and some abstracts and uh, even some of the older ones that are still in the book. So come on down. It's free. It's a good time. If you've never been to Samuelin Galleries, it's probably the most exquisite art gallery that I've ever been to. And I've been to uh, lots of them everywhere. And it's, it's really beautiful. It's a Dallas gem. I'm just really honored to have my work there. So anyway... Yeah, put May six on your calendar. And um, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about why I even wrote a book. And <laughs> to be completely honest with you, this wasn't a dream of mine. You know, I didn't sit around as, as a little kid and say, I'm going to write a book at all. But it's interesting. I I was doing these self-portraits, right? And they were a new form of expression for me. And they were so deeply personal. And they seemed to really reflect... My mood and my process and my journey. And like the podcast, I got a really bright idea in the shower that I was going to write a book. And (laughs) I had no idea what uh, endeavor this was going to be. I really didn't. I didn't know how much work it was going to take and how much effort it was going to be for me and how much I'd want to quit right in the middle of it. But I was inspired. And so I just started writing about my self portraits that are really more inner self portraits than they are a pictorial representation of me physically. But as I started doing it, it started to come into form from a nebulous idea. I was really writing an autobiography and the vignettes that go along with each of these 55 portraits, they portray a part of me or they portray A relationship that I've had with an idea, or a person in my family, or some kind of programming that I've been exposed to in my life. And they're like poems, and some of them are stories, and some of them are more educational, or it's pretty vulnerable. It's pretty raw, you know, and I I definitely had some trepidation around really putting myself out there like this, because there are some there are some things in this book that you know, truly a lot of people in my family don't know. And some of my friends have never heard before, just simply because, you know, I mean, if you're like kind of a a person who has some boundaries and doesn't like making people feel uncomfortable, you don't go spewing your darkest shadows and, and things, you know, at people in social situations. But this is pretty comprehensive. And what I really like about it and the way it's shaped up is that, when I started writing these vignettes, I would talk about my experience around uh, things that I'd healed from from my family and, and my personal experiences. And, you know, just recovering from the addiction and the mental illness that that really has run in my family. And what I realized is that I had done a lot of work on my trauma and myself. And I mean, it was necessary, because I was batshit crazy (laughs) before my 30s, before I really started getting serious about all of this. But you know, I have read a lot of books, I have utilized a lot of tools, and I put a lot of effort into kind of making my life livable and really trying to be the best version of myself that I can be and um which is always just this journey an ongoing process i i know that i haven't arrived in in any way however i can say that i am better since i started becoming an adult and waking up in my early 30s so at the end of some of these vignettes i have put down resources that have been instrumental in my healing journey so that people might look up, you know, okay. I have a parent with alcoholism. Like these are, these are some books. There's some things that I did or, you know, uh, healing from an anxious attachment style or, you know, I don't know, problem du jour. I've kind of had a lot. So it's, it's almost like a, like a self-help book, but it's an art book and kind of story. So it's, it's a little bit of a hybrid. Um, So anyway, I'm super happy that it's here. I'm a little bit scared for it to be out there in the world, but I mean, whatever, you know, like it might make people a little, some people uncomfortable. I was trying to be very, very careful about the people that I love and and my family and, you know, just be conscious and aware that I'm, I don't need to be kind of putting everyone's business out there in a way that's hurtful and not helpful for the people who are going to be reading. So I think, I hope I did that in a very respectful way. So anyway, I thought I might read one of the vignettes to you and discuss it a little bit and see what you think about that. So this vignette is called When I Was Young, and I will try to post this picture on my uh, Social media. I actually think this one hasn't been sold to anyone yet, and it's, it's, I'm sure we'll have it up at this show. But this is, this is what I wrote. When I was young, I loved eating fresh fruits and vegetables from my parents' garden. My favorite snack was raw green bell pepper. When I was young, my mother had to leave my father for a long time, and I didn't know why. When I saw him a year later, he had changed, and I never again saw the father that I had once known. When I was young, I loved horses, kitty cats, and Barbie was my spirit animal. I hated baby dolls. When I was young, my mom had to work a lot, and I felt very sad and cried when she would go. When I was young, I wanted to grow up to be as beautiful as my mother, tall with long blonde hair. When I was young, my mom started acting funny. She slept a lot when she was home and slurred her words when she was awake. She didn't have much time to play with me. When I was young, I loved all things creative. I was always happiest when I was dancing, singing, drawing, painting, coloring, or sewing. When I was young, I started to notice that I was different from other kids. When I was young, my grandmother was the most magical person in the world. When I was young, I never remember a time I wasn't capable of taking care of myself. When I was young, other kids made fun of me at school. When I was young, I was so glad not to have brothers or sisters because the world revolving around me was just fine. When I was young, I took turns sleeping with my stuffed animals because I didn't want them to feel left out or lonely. When I was young, I realized there was something wrong with me, so I started to fix it. <laughs> ah, oh my gosh, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote all this stuff for public consumption. Um, it always kind of made me cry, especially the last two. I, I did used to sleep with my stuffed animals and. I just, I felt so much compassion for them. And, and I, I now know that that was really compassion for myself because I felt left out and lonely, you know? Um, really in tune with that, empathetic, which kind of turned into codependency later. However, I can see the beginnings of, you know, when I'm four and five years old, just being, being sad because I could, I was personifying these stuffed animals right but can you remember a time when you were really young and you started having these like uh these emotions these human emotions and we don't really know what to do with them but that was just kind of a a very vivid picture that I had in my in my head um and then the last part when I was young I realized there was something wrong with me so I started to fix it oh my god and how many things have I tried have I done to try to fix it you know I think the first coping mechanism that I used was image management. I think I really saw what was going on in my family and how much pain was there and how dysfunctional it was and although I didn't have the cognitive development to really or or life experience to really understand what was going on, I certainly could see the rest of the world and how they lived and how different it was from From my home and what was going on, and I knew that it was deeply negative. I knew that it. um, I didn't realize how dangerous it was, but I, I intuitively knew as a child that it was it was not okay, and so I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to worry all the time. I didn't want to be so highly reactive. I didn't want to be scared and upset, and I don't know all the things that were happening in my family. So for me, uh, the way I started to fix that is, you know, in a child's mind, what you do is you just don't become that, right? You become whatever you're judging as acceptable and pleasing to people. And that's a really weird road because, you know, when you, I, I don't know, when I started doing this, I mean, probably fourth or fifth grade, just looking around and the things that you think are valuable Maybe they're not so valuable, you know, I don't know. But I, I definitely uh, tried to be something different than I was, which really just kind of had a deep root in shame, right? Like I just had this deep knowing that I wasn't okay. My home wasn't okay. My, my family, at least the family I was living with, wasn't okay. And I was going to be very different than that. Now, was I different than that? I don't. I don't know, you know. I know that um, honesty about who I really was and what I really felt wasn't something that I valued, you know, I didn't tell anybody uh, anything that was going on in my home or what was really happening and just basically, I would just pretend and then, you know, as you're in school, you start to get accolades and the world telling that you that you're okay by making good grades, or being involved, or being social, or being popular, or being cool. Um, Those were definitely all things that were high on my priority list, and were what I engaged in to mimic some echo of self-esteem, right? So did that all the way through college, all the way through college, and of course, it all kind of started breaking down when I was in college and away from home, because all of these things, they don't actually produce self-worth. They produce an ideal image of self-worth. But the way you feel about yourself inside doesn't necessarily match your accomplishments and what it looks like on the outside. So as I went to college and got out and went through some some uh, relationships that mirrored back to me my deep dysfunction, it, it really became... Extremely clear to me that my old coping mechanisms of really hiding from the shame that I felt around being affected by my my family, they just weren't working. I was exhausted and it just wasn't working. I had to switch directions. And um, after that, I I really just started going down a path of really learning that my insides needed to match my outsides. And listen, you guys, this doesn't happen overnight. I still work on this every single day. I have to be conscious of it. I have to really put effort into it. I have to invest my time and my attention and, to be honest, a lot of my money into really being truthful with who I am and cultivating feelings of uh, from inside of me, right? Because I can still really fall short and, you know, look at, okay, like... How, what do I look like? You know, how much money am I making? What am I accomplishing? Who, you know, all all the stuff that we just this hamster wheel that we're just really looking for that feeling of peace and serenity inside of us. So, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's definitely my goal and I, I can see it very clearly, you know, what I want out of life. And it, it comes first and it really comes down to peace, it comes down to serenity. And to be honest, I'm really just kind of out of place right now that if a person, place, or thing really isn't congruent with that goal of mine, it's kind of, I just kind of need to let it go. I really need to let it go. And there are things that I let go of and people that I let go of that I care about. But uh, peace is peace is the goal for me these days. So anyway, I, I hope you liked that. I you know, I'm kind of nervous about putting myself out there and, and just, but I just wanted to give you a little taste of, of what the book is about. So anyway, I hope you guys are doing good. And I know I haven't been super consistent with, with uh, putting out podcasts, but you know what, I just haven't wanted to. And I really want to honor what I want to do. I don't want to do things just because I'm supposed to or have to or people think I should. But you know what? I'm just kind of in a place in my life where I don't have to. And there's a lot of things that we do because other people are expecting us to or we feel obligated. You know what? I'm just not into that these days. I'm really, really not. And I think that me doing what I want to do and being who I really am the universe will see that and support that. And the better I feel, I feel like the better my life is going to be. So if I don't do this consistently, I apologize. I hope when I finally do get up here that you are getting something out of this. So anyway, one more time, I want to invite everyone to my show. It's going to be on May 6th at Samuel and galleries. I will link everything in the show notes. You can email them and pre-order a book if you want to. I think they'll send it to you, and I'll sign it. And if I know you, I'll write you a cute little message. And as you know, we always do a resource at the end of the podcast. And guess what? The resource is today. It's my book. It's my book. Email Samuelin at info at Samuelin, and they will definitely get you one. Okay? Hope everyone's doing great. I will definitely be with you next week. I'll do the same format. And if you are one of my friends and if you have read any of this and have any that are just your favorite, then request that and I'll read that next week. Okay. Hope everyone's doing wonderful and I will talk to you soon. As always, thank you for listening all the way through to the end of the art of podcast. I really appreciate it. If you are enjoying the show, please leave me a five-star review and a written review. It helps the show get listened to and distributed and it's just really good. And I want to thank you in advance for that. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's Leah Fisher art and also visit my website because I have a great section that highlights a lot of the resources that I talk about on the show. And then it also has some of my art too. If you want to scroll around and look at that and If you guys have any resources that you are really enjoying that are helping your healing or just making life a little bit better, share those with me because I would love to share them with my audience. And in the meantime, I hope everyone's doing great and I will talk with you soon.